Let me get a drink of water real quick. Man, oh man. Wanna give all praises, honor, and glory to the most high Yahweh, and we do so by Hashim Yahweh Shah, man, his begotten son, who people ignorantly call Jesus Christ, man. Oh man, we got a good podcast today or right now. You know, I, I want to talk about something real quick. Um, and I honestly want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about Christ didn't know everything. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how Christ did not know everything. And um, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is Christ didn't know, you know, he wasn't co-equal to the father. So mainly I'm going to talk about the Trinity. You know what I mean? But mainly I'm also going to talk about not even really the Trinity, but I'm just going to talk about, you know, well, kind of the, tr- the Trinity. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm going to prove that the father and the son do not pull or not pull, but they don't uh, they aren't co-equal. They're just not co-equal. And it's and it's just simple and obvious um, in the scriptures, in the Bible to tell you that they're not co-equal and they never been co-equal. So. And I mean, this is going to be a great podcast. And the first scripture that I want to go to is first John three and 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So this already from the bat that, you know, God himself knows all things. Right. And Christ himself does not know all things. Christ never knew all things. And it's, and it's just plain and simple in the scriptures that, I mean, he didn't know all things. You know what I mean? So let's go to Matthew 6 and 8. Be not ye, or be not ye thereof, or sorry, be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before ye ask me. So this means that, you know, so this obvious means that God himself knows what's going to happen. God knows what, or Yahweh knows what you're going to ask for. Yahweh already knows what you're going to tell Christ. Yah- Yahweh knows all things. And when I say Yahweh, I'm talking about God, the Father. Okay, when I say Yahweh, I'm talking about Christ. Okay, but I mean it's just plain and simple that you know God knows what what you're already going to ask. He knows that He's already prepared for it. He's ready for it. Christ doesn't. The only way that Christ will know. Is by the Father. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, I don't know what else to say about that one. You know what I mean? But, hold on a minute. 
So I want to give you guys some examples on, I want to give you guys some examples on Christ did not know all things. Okay. I want to give you guys some examples on how Christ did not know all things. And I want to give you guys, I mean, really not examples, but just proof how he does not know all things. Oh man. Okay. Alright. So Alright, so we're gonna talk about how Christ did not know or is not co-equal to the Father. And it's simple and it's obvious, but you know, we're gonna talk about it today. So we're going to go to Luke 8 and 43. Luke 8 and 43. All righty. Uh, I kind of want to read this in a different translation just for the viewers, honestly. Uh, which version do I want? Which version do I want, guys? <laughs> Probably just going to go to the NIV personally. Because everybody loves the NIV, so, I mean, uh, hold on real quick, hold on real quick, hold on real quick. Okay. Oh, that's why it wasn't changing. Oh, such a rookie at Blue Leather Bible. <laughs> wow. Okay. Luke 8 and 43. Uh, okay, Luke 8 and 43. And this is the NIV. I'm reading the NIV just to make it easier for certain people. If you guys <clears throat> don't really understand the KJV. The KJV sometimes is, is kind of harder. But... I'm going to read the NIV just for y'all. Luke 8, 43. And a woman was there who had been subjected to bleeding for 12 years. For 12 years. But no one could heal her. So no one could heal her. She had a period for 12 years. Okay. Next verse. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped okay so this is the catch right here what i want you guys to really really know verse 45 christ said who touched me let me repeat this christ said who touched me but i thought that christ was co-equal to the father I thought Christ knew all things just like the Father. But here in Luke 8 and 45, Christ said, Who touched me? Jesus asked, When they all de denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressuring against you. So everybody's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know. It's Christ, blah, blah, you know, we're going to you know, go up to him. 
So of course, you know, he's like, he's like, in these times, a rapper that's going in a crowd, everybody's touching him, whatever. And ain't nobody know, right? Like, ain't nobody know each person that touched, let's say, the baby or Lil Dirk. They don't know who touched him, right? And Christ is the same way. You know what I mean? Christ was walking in this little path. There was a crowd of people coming towards him. And then a lady that was bleeding for 12 years. That was bleeding for 12 years. Touched Christ. And then what happened? Christ didn't know. He said, who touched me? But I thought he was co-equal. Okay. Verse 46. But Jesus said... Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Mm. Man. So this shows you that Christ didn't even know who touched him, but he felt his power going out from him. But he just didn't know who touched him. But I thought that if he was equal to the father, if he was co-equal, then how didn't how didn't Christ know who touched him? If Jesus was the father, then why didn't he he know who this who this uh who this uh who this girl was? He didn't know. All he did was just walk in the crowd. Someone touched him. And he said, who touched me? Do you know who touched me? Because I don't know who touched me. And that's just one example. It's simple. That's just one example. One example. Uh, let's see here. And this is a funny one, too. Let's go to Mark 11 and 11. Mark 11 and 11. Mark 11 and 11. I'm going to read the NIV, too, man. Just for y'all. I'm going to read the NIV. But the KJV is actually funnier, I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Mark 11 and, and 11. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to uh, Bethany with the twelve. Verse 12. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, I believe I'm saying that right. Jesus was hungry. So Christ was hungry, right? And he was hungry and stuff like that. You know, he needs to get something to eat, you know. Verse 13, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. Hmm, okay. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Let me tell you all this. 
this is obvious that Christ didn't know that there was leaves on this uh on this tree. <laughs> Christ did not know that there was no there was there wasn't no figs or or leaves on the tree. Didn't know that there was figs on the tree, didn't know anything what it had on this tree. And let let me read the KJV for y'all. In uh verse 13, Mark 11 and 13 KJV. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came it harperly, uh, if harperly he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. How did Christ not know, know that there was no there was nothing on this tree? If he's if, if 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 he's supposed to know all things and he created all things and and he did all of this stuff, how did he not know that there was not going to be anything on this tree? And what did Christ do when he found out there was no leaves or no figs on this tree? Verse 14. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. This man cursed the tree because there was no because he didn't know that there was no figs on the tree. He cursed the tree. <laughs> Yahawisha cursed the tree because there was no figs on this tree. And people out here really saying that he's co-equal to the father. And people really saying that he's equal to the father and that he knows all things like the father. That's berserk to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's that's the second. That's the second thing that Christ did not know. OK, that's the second thing that Christ did not know. And let me say this. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Ooh, this and this is it's this is a good one too. This is a great one. This is actually a cut. And I'm gonna go deeper into this actually. And I'm gonna read the KJV for this one. Matthew 24 and 34. Matthew 24 and 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all things are fulfilled. Next verse. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. I think we need to read that one more time. Let's read it one more time, but let's read it slow. He said, and this is red letter. Christ said himself, he said, but of that day, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. So no man knows the day or the hour. That's one. No man knows the day or the hour or the hour. No. 
Not the angels of heaven. Not even the angels of heaven know the day and the hour. But my father only. Christ is, Christ is specifically saying, my father. So this, okay, this cuts and this proves Christ is not the most high God. Now, I will say this. Christ is God. But Christ is not the most high God. He's not his father. I'm not going to say that. I will never say that. Why? Because he's not. It's proven in the Bible over and over and over that Christ is not above the father. And if we only want to talk about them two and not the Holy Ghost too, Christ and the father are not co-equal. Of course, Christ said, you know, uh, Forgive them for what they not do. And he was trying to cry out for his father. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can we say that they're the same people? How can we say that they're the same people? And then this, this, this is even better. This is even better. There are some people out there that believe this doctrine and say, well, Christ didn't have his glorified body yet. Here's a cut for that one. This is easy. Acts 1 and 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the, or the seasons which the Father have put in his own power. So how are we going to say, oh, well, yeah, well, in Matthew, Christ didn't have his glorified body yet. Acts is after the resurrection. Even when he died. And red letter, Christ is still saying that which the father have put in his own power. No one knows the times, not even Christ. And Christ is still saying and still telling people that only the Father knows. This is insane how people want to say Christ knows all things. Even, even after he died, they want to say, well, Christ... Well, uh, well, Christ didn't have a glorified body yet. So he didn't know all things. He wasn't God yet. He wasn't the most high God yet. But when he died and then after his resurrection, that's when he became the father. But in Acts 1 and 7, it says that he's still stating that no one knows the time. Or the seasons, but only the father, because he put it in his own power. Another reason why that that does that, that it proves that Christ does not know all things. And it's insane how people say that Christ knows all things when he does not know all things. He never knew all things. 
That's just the truth. <laughs> like, it's insane how they say, oh, well, Christ knew all things. For real? I don't believe that. But, okay. You know what I mean? But let's go to... But let's go to this. Let's go to the last one. And I believe there's a lot of people that know this. Okay. And let me read the NIV. Let me read the, the, the NIV for this one. Matthew 20 and 20. Matthew 20 and 20. There might be some people that know this and some people that might not know this. But it's okay. Let's see. Matthew 20 and 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's. Sons, uh, sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, asked a favor of him. So this is a mother that asked Christ a favor. Verse 21, Christ in red leather said, what is it you want? He asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right hand and the other at your left in the kingdom. Verse 22. This is red leather. You don't know what you're asking or sorry. You don't know what you are asking. Jesus said to them, can you drink the cup? I am going to drink. We can, they answered. Now, what did Christ mean when he said, can you drink the cup? I am going to drink. Now, what does he mean by that? If you did not listen to my other podcast, which is worldly view, which is how um, you have to deal with the world and how they're going to look at you and like stuff like that. You got to understand when you come into the Bible, if you dedicate yourself to the Bible, to the scriptures, to Christ, if you really call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ and not trying to mess with any denomination, uh, sorry, but not uh, if you're not trying to mess with any denomination and you want to call yourself a Christian, a.k.a. a follower of Christ, because that's what it really means. Then you got to drink the drink just like Christ did. You got to follow his footsteps just like he did. You got to do what you do just like he did. You got to face the tribulations just like he did. That's what you have to do just to be like him, just to get where he's at right now. You feel me? So when everybody says, oh, you know, um, you know, I'm going to just I'm going to. Follow Christ and I'm just going to, you know, do whatever I want to do. You know, I'm going to listen. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to listen to a man, to a pastor. And he can tell me some lies or he can tell me some truth. But majority, I just want to go to church because I want to feel good. I don't learn nothing. Even though my pastor brings out one scripture, I listen to that and I take that in. And I take that one scripture in. And when I take that one scripture in, I'm going to study that scripture. And then I'm going to just read on down if I feel like it. If my pastor says, you know, you need to study this book and these chapters, I'm going to do it. But I don't want to do it off of my will. 
I just want to do it just because my pastor says so. You know what I mean? Oh, I got time to study, but I don't feel like studying. So I'm going to go listen to some music and I and I'm and I'm going to go to a uh to a rave and just rave out and just get drunk and smoke weed and and do whatever. You know, I got time for it soon. Oh, I just got wasted on the weekend. Y'all, that's okay. You know, God will forgive me. That's the type of stuff that you can't do. If you really serious about being with Christ, you got to be with him. You you just can't be like, well, I'm bored. I don't like you anymore. I'm going to just leave. Just like majority of these people are. You know what I mean? They just want to leave. They just want to, you know, go and just find something new. But no one wants to stick around. You know what I mean? And when you try, when you try, when you try, when you try, I'm telling you, it's going to be a major impact. But when Christ said, can you drink the cup I am going to drink? He's basically talking about you have to be in the same footsteps as me. Right. Verse 23, Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at to sit at my right hand or left. It is not me to grant. Ooh, wee boy. Ooh, wee boy. Hey, man. Do y'all know how there's some Christians or there's some people that be saying, man, you know what's the scariest verse? Do you know what the scariest verse? And And this is what they always say. They say the scariest verse is when Christ says, verily, verily, I say unto you, you can preach my name, you can do my work, but I'm going to tell you, I never knew you. Everybody says that's the most scariest, scariest verse ever. I think this is probably near it, bro. Like this verse is near it. Let me read this again. You You will indeed drink my cup. So even though that you're going to drink my cup, that you're going to walk in my footsteps, but to sit at the right or left is not for me to grant. Oh, wait, man, that hits. Now that right there, that scripture hits. I don't, I don't know about y'all. That scripture hits. Okay. And let's continue. He's not done yet. He said, these, <clears throat> sorry, the places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. Oh my God. <laughs> Man. So there's this, so this, this is how much, what, four? This is four? Four reasons or four views That Christ is not the Father. This proves that Christ is not the Father. This proves that Christ is not co-equal. This proves that Christ is not God. I'm going to just be real with you right now. For everybody saying that Christ is God. Or the most high God. I should say. He is a God. But he's not the most high God. So for people to say that he's the most high God. Stop. 
This proves that he doesn't know the time, the hour on when heaven and earth will pass. He doesn't know that. Don't even know who touched him. Don't even know if there is even um, um, there was a. there was some food on the tree. And if he was God, if he was the most high God, he would know all things. And the scriptures say in what? First John, uh, the third chapter, verse 20, that God knows all things. So why doesn't Christ know all things? Because he's not co-equal to the father. It's plain and simple as day. Plain and simple as day, man. So let me read this again because, like I said, this is probably the most, this is the the most hateful verse in the book. I feel like close to, I never knew you. Matthew twenty and twenty three, Jesus said to them, and this is the NIV: You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant these. Um, the places belong to those for whom they have been prepared for or by my father. Oh, my goodness. Shows you that Christ doesn't know if you're going to be on the right or left hand. But it's prepared by his own father. Major cut. Matthew 11 and, and, and 27. All things are delivered. And this is a KJV. All things are delivered unto me of my father. And no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Mm-mm-mm. So everything, every single thing that everybody wish they could do right now for Christ, the Father does it first. He all, like this dude knows, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. So in order for Christ to even have power, for him to have authority or for him to have everything is because of his father. Not because he's the most high God. He had to have power by his own father. And no man knoweth the son but the father. And that's true. No one is really close to Christ but the Father. But I thought that the Son was the Father. But in red leather, the Son, Christ, is saying that no man knoweth the Son but the Father. His own Father knows him more than anybody else. Neither knoweth any man of the Father save the son so no one else can save Christ but the father that's crazy 
And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Mm-mm-mm. Man. Man, oh man. And let me read this in the e uh in the ESV, bro. Let me read this in the in the, in the uh, ESV. Everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite book, a Christian's favorite book to go to. ESV. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh man. ESV, man, I'm telling you, I don't like the book, but ESV, I tell you, they be cutting y'all low key, but they, but y'all just don't care. Y'all don't see these cuts. Y'all don't see these cuts that these books be get that these books give everybody to cancel this doctrine. All these or all things have been handed over to me by my father. And no man knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anybody to whom the Son chooses to reveal. The Father does everything that the Son can do. (laughs) Oh my goodness, man. I'm about to start loving the ESV. I'm just saying... And this is even crazier, too, because we can even go to the Torah. Now, what is the Torah for certain people that don't know? The Torah is the five books that Moses wrote. Genesis, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, and... uh, Oh, my. Numbers. Numbers, 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 numbers. I forget about that for some reason. But this is funny because I mean to be real to you, this is prophecy. This is prophecy. So let's read it in Deuteronomy 18 and 18. I will raise them a prophet, and that prophet is Christ, from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth. Doesn't that sound like Matthew eleven? Doesn't that sound like Matthew 11 and 27? Let's read that one more time. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. This is God himself talking. Which knew that there was going to be a a prophet. Which knew what he was going to be doing. And was going to put his words in his son's mouth. And command his son to say whatever he is saying. Does that really sound like co-equal to me? Or to y'all? Does that sound like Christ knows everything? Does that sound like Christ is God? Does that sound like, you know, Christ is co-equal to the father does that disprove the trinity or not even really the trinity but that but does that disprove that christ himself is the most high god people might run from this 
And they might say, no, it doesn't blah, blah. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's true. It's 100% true. And I'm going to just be real with y'all right now. But this whole God thing has been tossed out so much. And I'm going to just say this real quick because I'm done with this lesson or whatever you guys want to call it. But for the people that always want to talk about, you know, God, because they want to toss it out so much. Everybody says that, you know, everybody, which is which is crazy. Everybody says, um, hold on real quick. Everybody says that God is, or sorry, let's, let's talk about the trend, the, the Trinity real, real quick. They believe that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, is connected in one. Like, they're one person. If they're one person, and they're all gods, let me tell you this. Why is it? Now, I'm going to just give y'all a few scriptures. Just a few scriptures. Just a few scriptures. I just want to give y'all a few scriptures few scriptures before I go before I go and and eat because this is something that a lot of people really need to address and this is a lot of controversy I believe come on load I know you want to load come on Hold on real quick, guy. But yeah, but since I'm trying to search this up real quick, it, it, this just kind of just like proves that that uh, the father and the son is just not co-equal. And there's many scriptures to prove it. But, you know, it's just so simple. It's so simple to prove that. So simple to prove that. And it's so easy to prove, to disprove the Trinity and to and to disprove the co-equal of the two it's just easy it's just clearly easy there's way more scriptures there there's actually scriptures from paul stating it too so i might actually get that out too to be honest with y'all okay let me I always think it's 83, but I think it's 82. 82 and 6. Oh, I got it. Okay. So this is Psalms 82 and 6, right? And we're talking about the Trinity now for just a tiny bit. Not much. But these, but but this is the key factors. The Trinity. It says uh, in verse 86, or sorry, uh, Psalms 82 and 6, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. So, of course, this is talking about the Israelites are gods. The, the Israelites are gods, and 
They are the children of the Most High. Easy than can be. Now, if you now if you look at this word in Hebrew, if you go to the concord uh, the concordance of this word, God's lowercase G, and um, and it says, "I have said, ye are gods." And all of you are children of the Most High. So, of course, this is talking about the, the Israelites. And it's Elohim. This means Elohim. So, it's insane how people want to say, no, only... God was called Elohim. Only Christ was called Elohim. Only the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost was called Elohim. What? That's insane. Even the Israelites were called Elohim. And even Christ himself. I forgot what uh, scripture it was. And let's go to it. Hold on. Cry. I see. Let's go to it real quick. Oh my goodness. I am so good. <laughs> John 10. John 10 and 34. John 10 and 34. John 10 and 34. And I believe this is red letter. Yes, it is. It says Jesus answered them. Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods? Christ is referring to Psalms 82 and, and uh, Psalms 82 and I believe 6. 6? Yeah, 6. Psalms 82 and 6. That's what Christ is referring to. So even Christ is calling them gods. But people want to say, oh, no, there's no other gods, but uh, there's no other gods, but um, the Father and Christ and the Holy Ghost. But if you even look in the concordance of uh, John 10 and 34, and then you and then you look at the word gods in this concordance, it means theos and theos. And and this, I believe, refers to Hebrew and Elohim. I believe so. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see before I I get too ahead ahead of myself. But I believe that Theos is actually it goes back to the Hebrew word of of um it goes back to the Hebrew word of Elohim. So, let me see the root word masculine noun. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, I'm not sure on it, but I believe. That it goes back to 
it 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 goes back to Elohim um for Hebrew, but I, I don't think they have a reference in this. Let's see in Google. See what they do. And then I'm gonna also give you guys one more scripture too. I'm gonna give you guys one more scripture. Uh, the word the theos in Greek, that's what God means. And in Hebrew, it means um, Elohim. And I believe... And I believe it's somewhere. I can't find it, but y'all can see it. Y'all can find it where, wherever. But... It only means Elohim or Theos. It's the same thing. It's just the same thing, honestly. So, anyway. So, it's the same thing. So, that's that. Now let's go to first, let's go to Second Corinthians four and four. Christians hate this. Oh, they hate this. Oh yeah, they hate this. But majority, there are certain people that just hate this in general that believe what they want to believe. But this is Second Corinthians four and four. In whom the God. Now let me slow this down real quick. In whom the God of this world. Now. I'm going to tell you guys what God this is. Okay? But let's keep on rolling. Let's just keep on moving. In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of, uh, of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Okay. So the point is, who is this God right here? This is the point, right? Because there's two. There's two words that are in this scripture that are God. But we want to know who is the first God in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds. Who is that? And if you guys want to really know and really find out, the only way that you guys are going to find out who the God of this world is that blinded the minds, you have to go to the NLT. And I'm so glad that the NLT has this. It says in the NLT, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, Satan who has or, or Satan who is the God of this world. And let's just be reminded right now. God lowercase only means power. That's all it means. And let's prove it to and let's go to it. God definition. Let's just go to it. Okay, we can talk about the Christianity and Christianity, the creator of, or ruler of the universe and the source of all uh, moral authority, the supreme being. So this is the Christianity, their definition of God, right? Uh, 
Okay, in certain other religions, a superhuman being or spirit worshipped as having power or nature or nature over nature or human fortresses. I believe that's what the word is. A deity, deity, deity. So all that God means is just a person with power. That's all it is. But if you want to believe in the Christianity uh, word of God, you know what I mean? It's just the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority, the super being, which is Yahweh. Which is Yahweh. Okay. And why do I say it's just Yahweh and it's not the Son or the Holy Ghost? Because we just proved that the Son is not is not eternal with the Father. Doesn't know all things. They're not co-equal. They're not none, none of that. Just proved that the Father gives power to the Son. Even the Son said that. You know what I mean? And even after Christ's resurrection, after he died in Acts 1 and uh, 6, or I believe 7, 7 or 6, he says he still doesn't know the time or the hour, but the Father knows because he has the power to know. Come on now. Simple. Simple, simple, simple. And this will be my last thing. And let's go to the concordance of this word for God. And what does it mean? And it simply means, oh, wrong one. That's first. And it means for the word God in the first one, it is Theos. Theos, Theos, Theos. Theos, Theos. Holy moly. Theos. And people want to say that the Trinity only has one. <laughs> people want to say, yeah, the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They were the only people that were called gods. The Israelites were called Elohim. In Psalms. In John, they were called God too. In the Greek, Theos. Satan himself, which is in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, is called Theos, which is the same um, definition of God in Hebrew, a.k.a. Elohim. Mm. Man, a god or goddesses, a general name of de- uh, deities or deficiencies. Uh, deficiencies so which only means that there can be multiple people that are called gods it's simple and i I need to make a podcast about that as well because that actually proves the trinity wrong by just doing that so that's all i gotta say man i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast though i will say that and i hope that y'all learned that and I hope that y'all learn that, um, you know, <clears throat> and I really hope that y'all learn 
that, you know, Christ himself is not equal to the Father. And I hope that y'all learn that, you know, no matter what y'all want to say, no matter what y'all want to do, I mean, I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, Christ is just not equal to the Father. Christ's power that he got was from the Father. And let's just be honest. But until this ad ends, I want to tell y'all something real quick. And I kind of I kind of want to tell y'all something real quick. And I just, just want to tell y'all something real quick. Let me pull this up. And this goes to all the people that believe that Christ is co-equal. And I want everybody... <laughs> I want everybody to know this. Hold on. Hold on. I want y'all to know something, man. This goes to all the Christians. This goes to all the Christians. And this goes... Hold on, hold on. This goes to all the Christians, and this goes to everybody that believes Christ is co-equal when he is not. Can you feel it, man, that what y'all believe is, I'm sorry, it's just not true. <laughs> I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High, Yahweh Bahashim, Yahweh man. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed and understand. That Christ is not co-equal to the Father and never will be. And that's just tough. Shalom. Peace.